If your kid ate mud and you don't know what to do And your neighbors judge and your in-law shitty too Pour tequila in your coffee Don't go running as your mommy And together we'll break it down to find a clue Ask the badass moms like a badass mom would do We're here for you This is Christy. And I'm Jenna, and this is Badass Moms. Badass. Hi, guys. Welcome back to episode four of the Badass Moms podcast. I am half of the Badass Moms, Jenna Liu, founder of Six Cool Moms. You can find me at Noshing the Suburbs on Instagram and six cool moms with two X's.com. I am Christy Marabello and I am the founder of Fierce Mama Coaching. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Fierce Mama or Fierce Mama Coaching. And uh, let's dig in to question number one, Jenna. I know, but I actually, can I just say that I love that your branding's consistent and my branding is like, I have 37. <laughs> thousand like try to find me bitch you can't you like the chase i do like you gotta you gotta work for it all <laughs> right so the first question i need some advice don't we all today i was walking with my three-year-old son around the neighborhood when he saw another child about his age sitting on a porch despite me telling my son not to approach he ignored me and went up to some stranger's porch and sat down next to another child the mother rightly was upset maybe more than I would have been, but that is her right. I apologized and got him off her porch, but feel like maybe I was supposed to do something else from the vibe I felt, uh, sorry, something else from the vibe I felt emanating from the mom. My son is lonely, and although we talk to him constantly about quote-unquote germs and quote-unquote the big sicky, as they like to call it, it's cute. When he sees another kid, he just wants to play. Do you think the apology was sufficient or should I do something else? I feel like she was waiting for me to do something more, but I'm not sure what. Should I go back tomorrow and apologize again? Okay, no, <laughs> no. Resounding no. Yeah, resounding no. Like first and foremost, you're, you have a three-year-old. I mean, they're fast. You gotta chase him down. And by the time he was probably already sitting on the porch, you're like, oh shit. But he's a child and he's, like you said, he's lonely and he, he hasn't been around friends and, you know, he wants to make friends. So he sees another kid and gets excited. And I bet that kid got, got excited. And I'm sorry that his mother wasn't polite and said, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. These things happen and let it go, which is the right thing to do. I'm sorry she made you feel somehow like you were supposed to, what, like come back with like Lysol and like spray your kid down. Like, I don't understand. That's, some people are just jerks and it doesn't make sense. But no, you don't have to do anything else. You apologized. You took your kid away. You've already explained to your child about, you know, social distancing and, and, you know, what he has to do. He's three. So it's obviously not a concept you probably get super easily. So I think you did the right thing. And I'm very sorry that your child is lonely. I know that's a problem with a lot of parents right now. Um, I know Christy, your daughter probably is feeling the effects of that. And it's hard as a parent to like hear your kids say, I'm, I'm, I, I feel lonely. And I am sorry that the other mother um, didn't understand that. 
She sucks. Don't walk past her house anymore. She sucks. I have something to to say to that sucky part, but also, yes, I want to say, I'm sorry that your child is lonely. Um, You can write us. My daughter is an extrovert and friendly and she will zoom with anybody. So if you want a zoom call or you have just keep in mind, um, it's really important. Even if once a day you, you just zoom call like a video chat with somebody for your kid. We've been doing that a lot with my daughter and it really, really helps because she loves her people. Yeah. I I, I do that too. Mostly because at this stage, when Poppy sees a person, she starts crying because she's pretty much only been around me and my husband for several months. Yeah. It's been a long time. I know. So now she's almost nine months old and it's happened twice now where we've seen another person and she looks at them and just starts freaking out and I have to pick her up and she like hides like her head. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be fun when she goes back to daycare. (laughs) People. ah, There's like a third of her life is quarantined. I know she doesn't know. And she's excited because she has us all the time, but I mean, you're exciting. It, know, you're not bad exciting. people to be quarantined. With. I know that's, that's, you are right there. But so <laughs> we actually, we do a lot of video chats and show her pictures of, of people, especially relatives. Yeah. So she sort of knows who they are. That's a good idea too. Yeah. So do what you can with that. But as far as the mother, here's my one thing I'm hoping, holding on to hope that it could be her anxiety leading as a germaphobe myself. Um, I wonder sometimes if my own anxiety comes off as like, I'm an asshole, which maybe I am too, but I wouldn't blame someone for that, but maybe it was just her own like anxiety in her body. Like, oh gosh, you know, if she's so worried about this, some people that just have like a lower level of anxiety in quarantine are like batshit crazy right now because you're inside, <laughs> you're isolated and you're yeah. afraid of this like disease. Um, luckily I'm not at that level. I don't think. <laughs> as far as with the germs, but I'm hoping that was it. If not, and she's an asshole, she's an asshole. Either yeah. way, you don't owe another apology. Um, either wish, either she was anxious or she's an ass and assholes don't get apologies. That's a rule I have, you know? Yeah. And, and partially too, and this is a good time to sort of reflect inward. Did she really um, act out of scale or did you internalize it because you feel guilty as a general like statement? Yeah. Projecting so, that anxiety of your own. Yeah. Of your own. And that's hard to uh, tamp down or, you know, fix, but it's worth looking at and being like, was she really, you know, speaking a little intensely or were you just feeling guilty because the whole world is falling apart and there's nowhere to put, that whole nowhere to put those feelings right now? Um, but you're an awesome mom and I want to hang out with your kid. We're all going to hang out with your I kid. I know. I get it. I'm lonely. I want to sit next to somebody else. Actually, I did. I had a friend over this weekend. We did a social distance barbecue. Yeah. And it was supposed to, it was my two best friends that were coming over. One of them couldn't. She said, my daughter woke up with a fever this morning. So to play it safe, I'm just going to stay home. Turns out her daughter had a spontaneous uh, occurring case of foot and mouth disease. And I was like, oh my God, thank you for not coming to, you my, imagine? to my fucking house. <laughs> no. No. So yeah, it's I'm a thinking lonely about you, girl. I'm thinking about you. We're thinking of you. Life. She doesn't deserve an apology. I'm yeah. joking about she's a major asshole. We don't know, but if she is, she probably is. She, probably, she, she probably is. Unless she's oh, listening to this podcast in which we love you. I'm seeing a lot of assholes out in the world. And this leads us to our next question. 
Question number two. Question number two. A good question. A question that is a sensitive topic and tough to talk about, but we're some tough bitches and we hope that we can do it with grace. And if we don't, you can tell us we're assholes. We're open to that. So email us, tell us we got it wrong and um, we won't write you back because we're assholes. So <laughs> no. So the question is how to talk to basically how do I talk to my children about racism and everything going on in the world? So I will start by saying last week was very tough, very tough for most people. Um, it was really tough for me. I mean, I lost sleep. I was crying. I'm a sensitive little bird at times. Um, and it's just very hard to digest everything going on and, and, um, these unlawful killings and just race, racism, right? So how do you talk to your children about that? Um, I am pretty honest and I'm on the, the pretty honest um, side of talking to children. Uh, my daughter is five, almost six. And I basically, um, it's not like I showed her the video of George Floyd, but I did tell her at first I was saying, you know, I sat down with her and I've talked to her a little bit about racism, but I really got into it more this week. Um, and I talked about how they were being treated unfairly and getting hurt. And then I stopped myself and I was like, fuck that shit. You know what? Because a black girl that is Cora's age isn't going to be, um, protected from this knowledge. Right. And it's not fair that we're going to put her in a rosy bubble. So I told her and she was very upset. Um, and I think you talk to it as, you know, age appropriately as you can, but really with this, it's such an issue to me that it's never too young to bring up the topic into what detail, you know, you have to go with your gut on that. Um, but for me, it's, um, it's factual and it's also talking about being an empathetic person and giving a shit about other people and um, doing things together. Like we're, we're going to um, do a fundraiser and we're making posters and stuff um, for Black Lives Matter. So doing that, we watched a Sesame Street special. Um, there's a lot What's of that. It was a little over her age, but you know, okay. she is very empathetic by nature and really cares. And so she was involved. I don't know at that age. I think it was more like eight, nine above would have been better. Um, My daughter still doesn't realize she's not a cat. So I'm not ready to have a talk with her yet. Not yet. You cannot have that. You can, but she, I don't think she's going to get it yet. Nah, she's probably, she doesn't so the age language. thing is, you know, it's all dependent. I would say go with your gut, but I would err on the side of giving more information with a topic such as this, because it's important, it's happening, it's real. And in order to change, I think we need to really teach our kids from an early age uh, to treat everybody equally, you know? And I hope, I hope to God that this generation dissolves this shit because we're not doing a really good job. Jenna, do you have anything while I stew a little bit in my forehead? <laughs> so there's an article in the New York Times on this subject, how to speak to your kids about racism. And there's a part in it that I thought was really interesting, which is 
be honest with yourself and with your children when talking about racism. It's important for parents to also check their own thoughts for biases, unconscious or not. And one way of rooting out unconscious biases is to use the power of imagination. And this is really cool. So they, they actually gave like a how you can do this. So yeah. imagine that for some people, there's a fairy that lands on your shoulder and that fairy is called racism. <laughs> I don't know what that... I have a funny picture in my head of what that fairy would look like, but whatever. He said, and it will say something from time to time in your ear, like, don't trust that person. You should cross the street. You should be afraid. You got to recognize the, these things as thoughts. I think that's a good practice for young people to be working on, working on. So to actually look at your unconscious biases and, and ask those questions and be like, why am I feeling this way? Is this an unconscious bias, bias that I have? And how can I um, recognize it and, and move, move past it? Yeah. Right. Because you can, you can only change your behavior when you look in, you know, inside yourself and see, you know, why that may be there. Totally. We have the power to change our thoughts and yeah. to change the world, hopefully. Yeah. And then also having diverse books around for children to read, obviously. Yeah. That was the other thing I was going to say, you know, just, you should, we, ha I mean, we have a lot of diverse books and resources. There's so much free information and free resources online for this stuff. Like if you can Google like funny cats, you, you can Google this shit, you know? I, I will say there's so much of this, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, like, and I get that, and I'm part of that, like, I wanna do more, what can I do? But while I'm asking that on my page or from loved ones, I'm also doing my own research. And it's important to say, how invested are you really in moving this forward and dissolving racism if you're not truly acting and you're waiting for somebody to tell you what to do and you're waiting. Um, and I'm not trying to say that in an asshole way because I I'm doing it in a way myself, but I'm also, you know, donating to black lives matters. I'm, you know, protesting in my own little way. I can't go out far and bring the germs because my husband has a bad disease and all of the things No, but he's, um, at like higher risk and with Corona it's risky. So, that killed me the other day to see people protesting and I felt like I wanted to be there and I couldn't. So it's finding ways and just researching. You, you, you have Google. Google.com is amazing. Think about, I mean, when we were kids, like we didn't have so many resources at our fingertips. Literally right here, put them up. And um, <laughs> there, there's just so much and you have to question like, um, Jenna and I were talking about earlier, like what happens after all of this, you know, you need to teach your kids and do what you need to do and, and act, not just like get, okay, yeah, yeah. And riled up with everybody. And then like vote here, vote. There's yeah, there's a ton of ways. Voting is a huge way. Um, and teaching your kids is a, obviously a big way because they are, they are the future. Indeed. And also allow for questions from your children. You may not have the answer and that's okay. You can say, I'm, I'm not sure, but explain to them how you feel. And if they're upset, you can say, I'm, I'm upset too. I'm, I'm sad too, but it's okay if you don't have the answer. We don't always have the answer. And the best thing you can do is to let them express how, how they feel and the questions that they have. And you guys can work, work together. Sometimes like the little people, our children, uh, are, more thought provoking than you, than you originally think. They'll, they'll ask you a question or say something. You're like, holy shit, that was really, that was deep. That was some deep existential shit right there. Yeah. 
and just be with them in it. Yeah. And they like, they think so simplistically and without fear, Mm -hmm. which is good too. Like even with Cora, she's like, for my birthday, I would like to host a band party on Zoom where people can donate to help the people who are getting treated bad because of their skin. And it's like- That's amazing. Cora is a genius. But it's, you know, this is how kids think though. I think it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's a problem. And it's like, damn, if kids ruled the world, you know, um, maybe it would be run later and there'd be a lot more ball pits. It would be, I, I often, here's the thing about that though, because ki- those kids are also the ones that would be like, like, hey aunt, whatever, you look like you've gotten fat. They'll be the one, first one to tell you that. And you're like, oh no. Sh- maybe we'd all have thicker skin then, huh? If I just had a kid every day telling me, it's like, your hair looks really bad. Yeah. I was a teacher for kindergarten. They are ruthless. Like they're the worst. Yeah. Uh, good times. Yeah. We understand children. that this is a, yeah. This is a tough time uh, in America. It's a time that hopefully we can really make some real change. It, it seems that that's the way things are going. And um, it, I'm sad, sad that it took this long. And I'm sad that it took the you know death of a husband and a father to um, make the country really open their eyes. But another, yeah. it's and yeah, another yeah. bigger story this shit can't be happening and our, our system's fucked. Yeah. To put it very gently, (laughs) the system is fucked, but it is, it's not, it's obviously not working. And, um, I would like to say I've seen some productive conversations. I want, this is here on this platform. I'm going to say it on my YouTube too. Use your voice. There are people out there saying you can't convince people that's bullshit. I've done it. I myself have convinced people it might take a while. You don't know, but I refuse to give up hope that I can have an impact. Just my little tiny and loud voice. Mm -hmm. That's just a little side note. Use your voice. If you're an introvert and you're scared to go up against people, do it in your own silent way, but still effective like voting and uh, donating, whatever. And if you're a leader, lead speak you know this is the time yeah and and something i'm trying to work on is because talking about race and racism is something that's always made me uncomfortable um as a caucasian female but i have to get over that and also you know stand up and say black lives matter this is important to me and i don't care if anybody disagrees yeah fuck everybody that's how I feel. disagrees with that yeah fuck people who disagree with that and, uh, like i will let's get into it it's going to be a long episode i don't give a fuck black lives <laughs> matter versus all lives matter there's been some controversy on that and mm-hmm. some people don't understand that black lives matter does not mean all lives don't matter but black lives haven't been mattering and need to matter and it's like the example, the analogy someone said of like, if that's like saying all this or this uh, house is burning down and you start spraying water on all of the houses over there. And it's like, well, all the houses matter. Like, but that house is burning, right? <laughs> that house is on fire. It's fucking on fire. Um, yeah. And it matters just as much as every other fucking house. So yeah. So I know that's going to, that might get some heat on here. Give it to me. You can, 
you know, Jen is still getting comfortable with this stuff. You can send your heat directly to Christy. It's okay. I can <laughs> Don't um, yell it. Don't yell at me. I'm trying. I'm don't learning. yell at Jenna. You can <laughs> yell at me all day. I don't love it, but it's happened before. I'm opinionated and loud. But really, to me, that's what I've been trying to convey, even to members of my own family who are like, I'm not a racist, but I mean, all lives matter. It's like, okay, let me try to break it down so you understand why yeah. the focus is on Black Lives Matter right now. It's not devaluing yeah. your you and your race or whatever. So this isn't funny. So I, I, I was going to proceed it by saying like a funny thing, but this isn't funny. It's just, that's a terrible segue sometimes, but I'm, I am Jewish. I'm an Ashkenaz Jew. And I've definitely known some uh, of my Jewish friends that, you know, talk about Judaism and us as minorities and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys, it's not our time. It's not, it's not our like, time. I hear you. I understand like our time is not now. Let's like our time's another time, but like, don't, because I I'm white, so I wear that on my skin. I don't have the inherent you know bias that I'm that I'm wearing. It's incredibly right. different. All bias is bad, but you know, just it's not our time. It's it's definitely not. And when we all stand together, then when it's somebody else's time, then we can all stand together for that. And when it's somebody else's time, we all stand together for that. But we all just have to stand together. Yeah. And say. That racism is bad. And Black Lives Matter. Yes. So not to get like like political, but like to be slightly political, but the mayor of DC putting up Black Lives Matter leading up to the White House, I was dead. I was like, I thought she it was made fake. that shit happen At so first. fast. I was like, you know what? Mm, I see you. I love it. She love it. Love her. Didn't she change like on or on 16th Street? Uh, to Black she did. Lives 16th Matter. Street is now so like Black Lives Matter Boulevard. But I just thought, you know, that was awesome. That was so awesome. I didn't get to go to those protests either, and that was disappointing. But I had a friend that went. And she said it was it was it was incredible. All right, I feel good about this. We had a good chat. Good chat. Hope you, you know. Hope you guys I'm, feel good about it. Yeah, some of you won't, and you know that's okay. Yeah. Maybe we can convince you further. <laughs> no. Um, just be respectful. If you do write back to us, be respectful. We're being respectful. So everyone just be fucking respectful. <laughs> Except for the woman, the woman um, on the porch in the first question, that, that woman sucked. We don't want to hear from her. You sucked. Unless you have anxiety, which in case I'll cradle and you. And then like it's okay. Mom's in the news. Okay. For today's mom's in the news talking about race and racism. This is about an Upper East Side Moms Facebook group that implodes after an intense diversity fight. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll give you guys just the summary of it. But the summary is that this group had 40,000 women in it. Uh, apparently, none of them lived on the Upper East Side. <laughs> yeah, right? They were like from Long Island and, and Queens. Queens and like different places. I'll post the article, obviously, tomorrow so you guys can read into it more. But the uh, summary was that the the one moderator of this 40,000 people group, and she is white, uh, decided that she did not want to have any racial topics discussed, and the group went bananas. Not a good idea. Not a good yeah, idea. Not a good idea. So she wound up shutting the group down, um, and then, like, a few hours later had two different moderators, one that was black and one that was Asian, um, come in and then a couple of days later she left the group altogether as like no longer the admin of it and people were going nuts so over this and I just found it to be 
hilarious as a Facebook admin myself at my company essentially is in the Facebook mom group world. Yeah. So there's definitely effective ways to, um, admin a mom's group on Facebook. This woman did not do a great job at that. Doesn't sound like um, it. It didn't sound like it. She did not check her white privilege at the door. Um, she made an executive decision for the whole group and people were like, how about we add in like, you know, another like moderator of color to like have like some balance. And she was like, if you don't fucking like the way I run my group, you can go shit and, and get the fuck out. And then she packed her own bags and left. So it shows you who won that war. Not yeah. Her. The 40,000 members who wanted to talk about race and yeah, racism because who it's important to talk in about- parenting. It's interwoven. But anyways, we'll post that article, but just remember, be nice to your Facebook admins and moderators unless they're pieces of shit and then- And then get them to kick themselves out. Yeah. And if you're looking for a fun new Facebook group uh, group to join, go to sixcoolmomswith2x's.com and look up chapters. It is very fun. I'm a member. Thanks to Jenna. It is really fun. Jenna rocks. I'm not just saying that because she's my friend. I'm saying that because she really does make it so fun. It's very interactive, a lot of engagement, and it makes me drool on myself. Okay. Dang. All right. And we can just take that plug out of the wall. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think we did what we came here to do this week. Again, I am Jenna. You can find me at Noshing the Suburbs. You can find both of us at Badass with a K Moms on Instagram and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us a question, you can send that to badasswithakmoms at gmail.com. Yes. I love my voice there. All right. That come. You sound so profesh. So profesh. Yeah. Send us any questions. Like there are no questions too scary for us. Send them along. If you're thinking, is this appropriate? We aren't appropriate. So send it. All right. Yeah, like I'm um, real yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> Especially Jenna. Especially um, we will me. talk to you in the next video and keep this conversation about racism going and mm-hmm. speak up or vote. Do whatever you got to go do in your own way, but do something. Black Lives Matter. I'm out. Woo! Bye. Bye.